When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Healthy Human Podcast. My name is Callie. I'm your podcast host, and I'm so excited to have you here today listening to today's episode. Today's episode is going to be such a treat. I have a special guest on the show, and I cannot wait for you to listen. Before we get into the show, if you love this podcast, please leave a nice review. It helps so much, helps us reach more people, and also feel free to share this on your stories, on Instagram, with your friends, and you can tag us at Healthy Be Human Pod, and I'll be sure to repost you. Anyways, let's get into our little self-check-in. If you're new to the show, a self-check-in is just a moment to connect with yourself, ground yourself if you're in the middle of a super busy day. Sometimes our minds can be wandering even when we're like listening to something. So a self-check-in is just my favorite way to just get in touch with myself and just see how I'm doing. So wherever you are, if you're walking, working, driving, whatever, just take a deep inhale through your nose, fill up your lungs with lots of goodness, lots of confidence, and then hold at the top. Slightly open your mouth and sigh out all of your air. Let it go of any tensions in your mind and your body. Just release it. Okay, keep the breath going. Nice slow breath. Just ask yourself, how am I feeling today? Answering on a scale of one to 10. 10 being good, one being not so great. And as you answer, make sure that there's zero judgment here. Ask yourself now, why do I feel like this? Maybe something happened, maybe nothing happened. Just beginning to find a cause for the feelings in your body. Now ask yourself, what is something I can do to make my day move up a number on the scale? So maybe you're sitting at a five right now. What can you do to get to that six? Think of one thing. For me yesterday, I was feeling really anxious and something that helped me was going and longboarding around my neighborhood. We'll get more into that new hobby because that's so exciting. But anyways, it can be so small. Okay, now on a less deep scale, let's ask ourselves, have I hydrated my body in the past 30 minutes? You know the drill. If you have not, even if you have, let's just all grab our waters and we're going to cheers on three and hydrate our hot bods in three, two, one. Cheers. All right, feeling, feeling the hydration. Okay, now ask yourself, have I stood up in the past hour? If not, if you are in a place where you can stand, I want you to stand up with me, shake out the legs, shake out the arms, get the blood flowing, maybe do a little dance and sit back down or keep standing, whatever feels best for you. Okay, now ask yourself, have I been consistent with my goals this week? 
Consistency is so key when it comes to accomplishing your dreams and getting to that next level in your life. And I just want you to just get real with yourself here. And it's totally fine if you haven't been consistent. I haven't been consistent with a lot of things. But now, ask yourself, what is one thing I can do today to get back on track with my consistency? Maybe it's pop on a five-minute workout at Sweaty Studio. That's my Pilates studio. If you haven't ever tried it, go check it out. Or maybe it's just go on a walk. Or maybe it's I want to reconnect with my friends. Text a friend. Little as that. And lastly final question is I want you to tell yourself what is one compliment one thing I love about myself inside or out just tell yourself a quick compliment hype yourself up maybe it's I am so beautiful my eyes are stunning or it's I love my heart and my patience tell yourself this compliment all right I hope you're feeling checked in I hope you're feeling good and ready for today's episode you guys I am so I have so much to spill It was so funny because if you listen to last week's episode, I recorded it on like a Friday and usually I record the day before it goes live, which I always joke that I procrastinate. But to be honest, I feel like you guys get the most real time update of my life. So last week was funny because it went out on Wednesday, but I recorded on Friday and then so much happened between Friday and Wednesday. I was like, I should have just procrastinated this, but anyways, (laughs) is what it is. You guys, I got engaged on last Sunday. So that was the big news. If you follow me on social media, you probably already know. But you guys, I cannot wait to give you all the de- all the details, all the tea, everything that goes into it on today's episode and give you guys more of like a little rundown. And our guest today is actually my now fiance, John Gwali, and he's been on the show twice now. So you guys, if you've been listening for a while, you've probably already listened to him and you know that he's amazing and we're obsessed with him so he's gonna be on the show and I can't wait to just like have him on and we're gonna talk about it together and all of all the other things but updates aside from engagement so we'll get more into that um this week has been it's been interesting I definitely since we got engaged I've definitely been feeling a lot of weird like mental health stuff come up I don't know like weird depression weird anxiety things and I haven't really been struggling with that for a while now I've talked a lot about like how I was healed from anxiety but something that has been happening is the anxious thoughts have been returning in different situations So like situational anxiety has been coming up but something that I've been really doing that's been helping a lot that I talked about on my Instagram yesterday is how anytime I feel anxious thoughts come up, I am praying, I pray to God. I'm like, God, I just, I'm feeling anxious about this right now. Like, please like help me, like take this from me. And it really, really, really makes a difference. So if you've been struggling with anxiety about anything, like there's no need to feel like you have to control everything in life. And Some things are just too big and I just give them up to God and I'm like, help me, please. And he always, always steps in and helps me. Like I'll either, I'll I'll either like hear like a a verse come into my mind. Like yesterday, I don't know what verse this is in the Bible, but it was like, be like, do not be anxious about anything, but do you know the verse? Be anxious about nothing, but by everything, by prayer and supplication, let your request be made known to God. You know that verse? Do you? I think so. I don't know which ver- I don't know what like what the like the verse is like the scripture like what book, but it came into my mind, which was really freaking cool when I was really struggling. So that's just an example of like 
don't know. I get a lot of questions about like, how do I hear from God? And we can get more into that. But something that I have really found from my, like from my own like journey with my relationship with God is that God, he whispers. It's not going to be a scream or a shout typically from what I'm finding. It's like little whispers of little thoughts that'll pop in my mind, like really quiet thoughts. Or he'll speak through a book I'm reading or through the Bible or through a friend or through John or through someone. So if you're like, I feel like I pray to God and I don't hear anything from him, like it isn't always going to be loud and clear. So sometimes you just have to like tune out all of the distractions in your life and listen closely. But on another update, I have gone into a new hobby and we can thank John for this one. It is longboarding. So John is a longboarder. Shred it. Shred it. Anyways, he has shown me some videos of him in high school longboarding around Houston. And I honestly am very impressed because I got a longboard this past weekend and you guys it's so fun but i feel like every time i get on the board i'm gonna wipe out and i'm trying to overcome that fear so we went longboarding to a lake near our house and it was so fun and i'm just like it's been so fun just like having a hobby in my life that isn't work related so if you've been feeling like weird and in a funk maybe try to find a hobby it it makes such a difference and also something that has been another like fun update in my life is i've gotten back into reading books like I've been reading a lot of fiction and nonfiction, and one of the books I just read is Soul Surfer. It's about Bethany Hamilton, the girl who lost her arm in a shark attack when she was surfing in Hawaii. Such an inspirational book, and it really just gave me a lot of excitement and hope about life and about finding a passion and a hobby, and it's super cool. So also, I'm going to take a surf lesson on Friday, so that's sick. Me and John are going to surf together. And if you already know, we live in Florida. So the surfing where we live is so good. And I've been dying to do this. It's a goal of mine for 2023. And we're finally going to do it. So I'll update you guys next week on how the surfing goes. But anyways, I think it's time to get into our episode. So we're going to chat all things kind of navigating your 20s advice, relationship advice, and obviously share about the engagement. So before we get into things, John, do you want to introduce yourself for anyone who hasn't met you yet? Hi, I'm John. I'm Callie's fiance. Um, really happy to be here, and I just consider it a blessing to even like speak on a platform at this at this size. Um, so thanks, Callie. Thanks for being here, John. Yeah, um, Callie and I dated for just over 15 months um, before getting engaged, but we've known each other for almost a decade now. So, <laughs> yeah, we're we're very in sync. Um, I have a background in finance. That was like a third of my life. So I spent a third of my life trying to get to Wall Street, getting onto Wall Street, and then ultimately leaving Wall Street because after a year it was super unfulfilled. And yeah, I felt God calling me to quit my job. So I did. And God has led us to um, East Coast of Florida. And we're, we're living it up, living the dream. Yeah, and there's so much more to unpack in that story. But basically, we met in high school at our math table freshman year. He sat to my like right diagonal, and I always thought he was so cute. I was a grade below him, and I was I remember when I first got into that class, I was like, oh my gosh, there's so many like cute older guys in this class. And then John was there, and I he also went to my church, and I literally. I always thought he was so cute, but we never like 
nothing really happened until later on, but it's been, when we started dating, we actually were long distance. Well, let's, okay. Let's like backtrack a little bit. It's really funny. Cause when this is like always been my motto about relationship stuff and obviously everyone has a different experience, but if you're currently in a season of singleness or you just experienced a breakup or whatever, I always have found that when I'm not looking to be in a relationship is when I meet the right person. So in this situation, I just come out of a breakup and of a relationship for a really long time. And I was fully prepared to be single for at least a year. I was like, I'm going to be single. I'm going to heal all this stuff. And of course, whenever I found like I'm in that moment, not looking for something, I'm just kind of like flowing with life, trying to just like heal and become my best self. John entered the picture and (laughs) it was so cool because we started, I don't know how long we were like, started like talking before we started officially dating, but we we're doing long distance for like six months. He lived in New York city. I lived in Miami and it was really cool timing. Cause that was when kind of like the second wave of COVID hit, which obviously isn't cool timing, but it worked out for a long distance because plane tickets were super absurdly cheap. And John worked in person on wall street and it's unheard of for wall street to go remote. And his company went remote for a while and he was able to actually come down to Miami for not too expensive and stay with me for a couple of weeks. And I, I would go up there all the time and our relationship just like slowly evolved and long distance was really not that terrible because we were able to see each other so frequently. But from there, we ended up moving in together in New York, like six months later. And then we, <laughs> do you want to talk a little bit about our New York experience? Yeah, so New York was short and sweet. Um, We moved in together, and I'm sure there's a lot of controversial opinions out there. We have come a long way in our relationship and obviously are now engaged. And um, counter-culturally to what most people think, um, we actually found ourselves strengthening our relationship um, from moving in together. Uh, I think a lot of people tell you, don't do it because you're going to get a divorce it's more likely and that it's just simply not the case for us like we strengthen our relationship a lot but that time was very crucial to our relationship because once I realized that okay dating long distance is not sustainable and now dating someone for six months long distance and then being with them all the time um, you know in my off time it was very different and I really just wanted to spend more and more time with Callie Uh, because I loved her so much and still do. And really quickly, I found out that most of the people I was surrounded with on Wall Street weren't happy and their wives weren't happy with them either. And there were just so many signs. So I just, you know, in the name of love, um, (laughs) called it quits. Um, But yeah, New York, it was was a lot. It's a rambunctious city. It kind of sucks you in. Um, gives you a lot of false hope and false promises, but, um, ultimately is super fun. The pizza is amazing. Oh my gosh. The pizza is so good. Like if <laughs> you're, if tires and squares, oh my, yeah. If you're in, place. if you're in New York city and you haven't tried, um, this place in Chelsea, 
It's on 23rd and 8th. It's called Lions, Tigers, and Squares Detroit-style pizza. And then my favorite, like, floppy, soft um, pizza is got to be Artistic Pizza in Greenwich. And we have lots of, you know, we had lots of fun, you know, spilling pizza in the subway station at, at night, <laughs> late at night. No, like, the story is we were in the subway. I think we'd gone out. And... I had this like fat slice of artichoke pizza. Like it was, you guys, it was like the size of my actual head and it was so cheesy. And literally I was wearing like, I think I was wearing white boots and literally the pizza we were eating in the subway station waiting for our subway train to come. The pizza like slid off my pizza slice onto my shoe and john had like two different pizzas he was eating at the same time and they both slid down as well and there was like a pile of just like toppings on the ground i had like a buffalo slice and a margarita slice and there was like there was white sauce orange sauce and red sauce all we had to we had to leave the scene because we didn't want anyone to know it was us yeah, and then we look so at Callie's boots, and then we look at Callie's boots like a minute later, and she's got all the evidence on her boots as well. I think someone stepped in it too. So needless to say, New York was a really fun time, um, but there's just, there's a lot of reasons not to live there, um, in in our case at least. I think this kind of goes into just the navigating your 20s aspect of the episode, like something that I really learned from going to New York, because for a while, like I would be like, that was an actual mistake moving to New York for five months. It's expensive to move. It's expensive to move out. It's a lot that happened. But end of the day, like what I learned so much is that people can tell you this city is perfect for you. Oh my gosh, like move to LA. There's so many opportunities there for what you're doing. But what I found is that following where I felt the most at home and going to the lifestyle that I knew would make my soul feel really, really good, which was the slow lifestyle in Florida, which was lots of nature, less stimulation of the city, fast paced lifestyle. That was what I needed. And like, if you're trying to figure out where you should live, literally don't listen to what everyone else's experiences is like, yes, maybe like listen a little bit, but just because someone likes a place doesn't mean you will and you know yourself really really well so like don't feel pressured to move somewhere just because everyone's moving there like go where you know it's the kind of lifestyle pace of life that you really really feel good in so that's something that I learned a lot like living in New York City is yeah like for some people New York is actually the best place ever like my sister lives there loves New York City but for me it just wasn't right and I think even living there with the person who I so madly love, it just still, living in that city just still didn't, it just didn't hit quite right. So let's get a little bit into the engagement because I had some people ask on social media if I knew it was coming and how it all went down. So I want to get, I want to get your side of the story first. So tell me a little bit about like what went into planning it and how yeah just like tell me how it all happened so i knew that i wanted to get married to callie probably eight months seven or eight months into dating her i mean to be honest like day one i knew but the actual thought and like planning of the engagement i started in you know july or august of 2022 um some timeline for you guys out there and 
when I actually started moving forward was like 2023. So my sister's wedding is going to be in April of this year. So that was kind of like a, do I wait till after the wedding or um, like, do I do it before? And so I, I talked with my sister. She wanted to have her moment and like, that's beautiful. It's amazing. Um, but, you know, I also want to, I want to get married to Callie and like, I didn't want to keep her waiting. She would bug me all the time. Every day, every single day. She'd ask Are me. You never proposed to me today? I'm yeah. so annoyed. I'm so annoyed. And, and, you know, there were several times like New Year's Eve, um, she had just gotten back from Pittsburgh being with her family and I had just gotten back from Texas being with my family for Christmas and we like finally reunited. It was super sweet. We went out to dinner and then went to the beach at, I don't know, 10 or 11 at night and then saw a bunch of fireworks. It was so romantic. I could have proposed right then and there. So I thought you were going to. at that moment, I think the next day I was like, all right, I have to get a ring because if there's a moment like that again, <laughs> like I, I got to do it. And there, are, there were actually several different moments um, where she thought it was coming and it didn't. And I, I was like, man, I could totally do this. I could totally propose, get down on one knee right now. So if you guys have seen The Office, Jim Halpert kind of told Pam that he was going to propose and then, like, in the next couple episodes, he would, like, stop to tie his shoe and, like, make it really dramatic and make <laughs> Pam think that he was going to propose to her. So I kind of started doing silly stuff like that once I had the ring because um, she was super nosy about, you know, do you have a ring? Like, where is it? And no, I knew you did. I knew you. Had, I knew the second it came into the house because I'm annoying and I was like, what is that? Because, like, you tell me everything and you're like, oh, it's from my mom. <laughs> So yeah, my mom actually did the ring shopping for me and I was out on, uh, I was out on our boat and my mom is sending me pictures like, Hey, is this one good? And I'm like, that's literally perfect. So, (laughs) so Callie's never heard this before, but my mom actually did the ring shopping, which is super clutch. Um, mama's boy, I guess. You are. Yeah. You are. So. Was I on the boat with you? No, it was with um, my fishing buddy David. Really? Yeah, who's going to the apparently going to the U.S. Open for pickleball. Anyways, getting back, getting back on track here. Um, I then started to plan when is my best friend gonna come into town, and when is Callie's friend gonna come into town? Because um, you know I want them to be a part of it. Callie kind of communicated her expectations for it. You know, she wants a photographer. She wants. No, I didn't. I didn't want a photographer at first. Okay, but then she did want a photographer. I changed my mind constantly. Yes. <laughs> so I was going to do it, I think, the weekend of like March 4th or 5th. And the week leading up to it, I got this sty on my eye. If you guys have never gotten a sty before, it was, I think it was my first time ever in my entire life. And it was like my right eye was completely shut. I looked wounded. I looked um, like I had gotten punched in the face. And it was really painful and my confidence was super low. Um, I was also, and I'm still in the process of, I was quitting my like ADHD medication. So I was also having like withdrawals from that. I quit pretty much cold turkey. Um, That's super cool. Like I've been, I've been pretty much the same Um, and just not as anxious and my heart rate has improved. So anyways, I was super low confidence. I didn't want to do it that weekend. And then I told my buddy Josh, I said, all right, man, next weekend, let's do it. So the weekend of, uh, I guess, March 12th, 13th, um, I I found the photographer and 
we just sent it. He bought a plane ticket. Um, the friends were involved the whole time. And um, that's kind of leading up to that day. And my friend Olivia, so she's like my best friend from college. I used to live with her in Miami. And she, poor girl, I... I was so annoying. So when I, I, I kind of like could tell the ring had been bought. Like I, I kind of like sensed it when I asked him and he said, gave me such a weird vague answer. Anyways, Olivia was sitting at the table with me when that happened. And basically I went to Miami to visit Olivia a couple weeks later and we went out and I was like, so I, I was like, so Olivia, was that the ring? And she is the worst liar and literally kind of looks at me. She's like, hey. <laughs> She's like, I can't tell you. Like anything. But she ended up like kind of spilling that it was the ring and I was in fact correct. But she's like, I literally cannot tell you anything else, Callie. Like, please don't. I was like, okay. Something that is very near and dear to my heart is talking about hormonal health on this podcast. I remember the first time I got my period, it was right before leaving for figure skating practice. And let me tell you, everything about it was miserable. I bawled my eyes out the entire car ride wondering if I would ever stop feeling like this. Okay, a little dramatic, I know, but I felt similar emotions last year when I continued to struggle with hormonal acne, up and down moods, and painful periods. After doing lots of research, I realized as women, we are never taught in school that painful periods aren't normal. In fact, your body could be signaling to you that your hormone levels are off and need some support. That's where Hormone Harmony steps in. Hormone Harmony is your complete natural hormone support for women that adapts to the body's unique needs and can help maintain optimal hormone levels, relieve occasional bloating and mild mood swings while improving sleep quality and supporting weight management. Trusted by over 1.2 million customers, Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for for women. Have you ever heard of maca root extract? I've loved maca for a while now because it has been shown to provide sustained energy, relieve mild mood swings, and support a healthy desire and drive. Okay, what about ashwagandha extract? This ingredient in Hormone Harmony has been shown to help the body adapt to stress and support cortisol levels, which is so key the week before your period. Another ingredient that really sticks out to me is chase tree berry extract, which has been shown to relieve monthly symptoms of PMS like bloating, cramps, acne, breast tenderness, and the pre-period girl hour that we probably already all know at this point. And the biggest benefit of taking Hormone Harmony, in over 17,000 reviews for Hormone Harmony, feeling like myself again is what women mentioned over and over. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code Callie at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code Callie for 15% off today. You may have heard me talk about this before, but something I've been prioritizing in 2024 is taking small actions each day to improve at least 1% in my physical, mental, and spiritual health. One of those daily healthy habits I've been loving is taking care of my gut with Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. I first started taking Seed way back in 2019 when I was having all sorts of painful gastrointestinal issues and was getting no answers from my doctor. During this time, I dove into the world of holistic health and learned how important a healthy gut microbiome is for the rest of the body to thrive and feel amazing. So I started consistently taking a daily probiotic for the first time ever and experienced significant ease in my bloating. My digestion became healthy and regular and I noticed an increase in my energy levels and mood. One of the many things I love about seed is how easy it is to fit seed into my daily routine. No refrigeration is needed and the free travel vial from the welcome kit allows you to take DSO-1 on the go, which we love 
love, especially with summer travels right around the corner. As you know, I'm currently pregnant and I'm super cautious about what different things I'm putting into my body, so I definitely feel reassured taking DSO-1 over other probiotics because of their rigorous scientific testing and 24 clinically and scientifically studied strains. Trust your gut with Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash Cali and use code 25Cali to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash Cali, code 25Cali. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. So anyways, fast forward to the actual day. Basically, It was a Sunday and we had just gone back from church. And also, you guys, like the day before I had my Puppy Pilates in-person event. I do monthly events in South Florida and I was so pooped from that class. Like it was such a fun class, but like planning an event, putting it on is a ton of effort and energy. So my social battery was like drained. So we on Sunday had gotten back from church. We'd gone to brunch and I was so tired and Josh was like, hey, do you want to go to a brewery? And um, I was like, oh, there's Civil Society, which is the like the brewery we went to the first day we officially started dating. So I had a hand in this because I said, Josh, Olivia, I want to recreate our first day of dating. Um, so we need to figure out a way to get to Civil Society Brewing. So that's why Josh asked. <laughs> and then... And then we get to the house and I'm like hit with a wave of just fatigue. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't sat down in like literally so long and just like chilled. So Olivia is in the room with me and I'm like, Olivia, do you just want to like hang back and just, I have like a mini pool, inflatable pool. And I was like, do you want to like hang out in the pool and just like have a chill day? And she's like, no, like we should go. And I thought that she was like into Josh and that's why she wanted to go. And so I was like, okay, okay, I have to be a good friend. Like if she's like into like my friend's like best friend, like I have to like, have to, I can't like, hold her back. <laughs> she's going to hate me for saying this. But anyway, <laughs> she's like, I'm like, what are you, what are you going to wear? And she's like, I'm going to wear like a sundress. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like I'll also wear a sundress. Cause anyways, I also just for everyone's reference, I rarely like dress in normal clothes. I always wear workout clothes or a bikini. So the fact that I was able, John was able to orchestrate this whole thing to get me to actually wear a dress and to like look put together and look like I, I don't know, like like I'm going to like a cute like dinner or something is very impressive. So anyways, when I'm putting the dress on, a thought crosses my mind and I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe this is it. Like maybe I am going to get engaged. So I put on a little bit of makeup just just in case. Didn't even I just like brush my hair. I was like maybe we'll see. I walk out and we end up going to Jupiter and we go to the brewery and all is well. And then me and John get in a little fight. And of course I get like whenever I think John's mad at me. 
I get so upset. Like, I feel like my emotions just like drop because I like, I like don't want him to like be upset. And I'm like, I, I was like on, we we're okay. Basically after the brewery, we went to the beach and we're walking and I'm like starting to feel like I'm going to cry. Like that emotion sadness. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know. I, I just, I remember I was like, are you mad at me? And you were like anxiously like on your phone. And I was like, what's going on? I was texting the photographer. I had forgiven her like five seconds after the thing happened at the brewery. And that's that. Anyways. um, So I'm like in my mind now, I'm like, oh my gosh, but like, what if he is going to propose to me? Like, I feel like I'm about to cry right now. Like, I don't feel like I'm in a great headspace. So anyways, we get to the top of where we're, we went to Blowing Rocks in Jupiter. And me and Olivia go down to the ocean to pee. And when... <laughs> I asked Olivia, poor Olivia, I harassed her, I swear, with all these questions. I'm like, Olivia, is John about to propose to me? Because everyone was just, like, being weird. And I kind of caught Josh filming us when we were walking, and I was like, something's up. She goes, uh, I don't know. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, okay, like, he's going to propose to me. So I'm like, I have to get myself out of this, like, terrible headspace. Like, we're going to whip it back in. And... Um, then do you want to tell the rest? Yeah. So this whole time, so Olivia, as we get to the beach, suggests time to change into our bikinis. <laughs> and I let Olivia out of the car because I'm a gentleman. And I like opened her, the door for her and quickly shut it. And I said, Olivia, Kelly has to wear her dress. <laughs> and she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and then, Olivia like wasn't thinking. Yeah. And then, um. We get to, we're all outside the car and Olivia's like, okay, well, let's go check the waves first before we change. So we all are walking in, you know, I'm wearing like a polo and khaki pants and um, Callie's wearing her sundress. And so we walk to the beach. The waves are crazy. We're not going to swim. <laughs> so we end up just, I, you know, I brought a speaker and you'll see why here in a minute. Imagine if, if I was wearing my like thong bikini and we, we got engaged. Those pictures would have been pretty crazy. Um, so I brought the speaker to play our song, Yellow Light by Of Monsters and Men. Okay, for reference. So we started like the summer of 2017. We would FaceTime like all the time because I lived in Pittsburgh. He lived in Houston. And we bonded at a music festival actually over music. And we had this song that he showed me that was kind of like our song since literally 2017. And anytime I heard this song, I'd like think of John. So it was like this very special moment. Just like this song was like very, very special to both of us. So. <laughs> so anyways, I have the speaker and we're walking on the beach. I'm texting my photographer and he's in the wrong spot. So we keep walking. We walk right past him. And uh, that's my fault. I sent him the wrong spot. And, you know, I'm just cool, calm, and collected pretty much the whole day. Because I know what's going to happen and I know it's going to be good. And I'm not worried. And so we get to this spot, the Blowing Rocks. And this is where we um, went the first day we started dating. So on our first day of dating, we went to Civil Society Brewing in Jupiter. And then we went to Blowing Rocks and watched sharks in the surf. And here we are uh, about 15 months later. And we basically recreated that same moment. And I get to I get to the spot. I set down my backpack. I get the speaker out. 
and I go and take a pee up on the hill <laughs> while uh, while Callie and her friend are peeing. Yeah, TMI, but anyways. Pee break. You gotta. And Everyone does. You gotta have a pee break if you go to the beach. Yeah. So I get the speaker out, and at this point, it's pretty obvious. I had already had the ring out, and I'm like covering my left pocket, and... I didn't notice that. Oh. Callie didn't notice that I was covering the ring. I did not. So... I'm like, Callie, let's take a walk. And I put on Yellow Light by Of Monsters and Men, our song. And I start bawling. I think it was the pent-up emotion from feeling sad. Was The tears were still stored in my my, brain, my eyes. And then it turned into happy tears. And I started just like bawling. So I couldn't get the signal to my photographer without Callie noticing. So I had to like slow things down and, and ended up listening to the song for like two minutes or so and those were the longest two minutes of my life because my heart is racing i'm like this is this is the countdown of a man's life right here when he proposes to his girl and and those two minutes were so sweet i ended up um i had callie holding my arm and and then i let her go and uh, I hugged her from the side, and I was like stretching, kind of wave, you know, waving my arm, doing the signal. I was like, "Guys, come on, see this," because the photographer was not ready, and then he saw it. So, but you asked me the question was, okay, so we're having this like really emotional moment, like we're both crying, both and- obviously aware that like something's gonna go down. No, like we both know. And he goes, "If you could be any rock, any shape of rock, what would you be?" And I go a manatee because <laughs> john got me he found me a rock one time that looks like my favorite animal which is a manatee and i go and I, in the weirdest voice ever i go what would you be <laughs> i said a sphere because i think it'd be really cool to just be like a large sphere rock and i thought he was i thought he was talking about like the shape of my ring because i like, wanted a sphere ring and so i was like oh <laughs> no i just i just was talking about circles in three dimensions so anyways after that then he like got down on the honestly like blacked out it's yeah so i i gave the signal i asked her that question to kind of slow things down and um then she starts crying and i'm like why are you crying and she goes because i know what's gonna happen i said oh really (laughs) then you got down on me and then i got down on one knee and i said callie jardine Will you marry me? And she said, "Yes, a thousand times, yes," or something like that. I blacked out. <laughs> and then, you guys, then this is where it gets so embarrassing. I literally wasn't even thinking. I literally plucked the ring out of the ring container and put it on myself. I don't even remember this. I, I didn't even look at the ring. I literally didn't even look at it. I didn't even know what it looked like. I just, I just, I was like autopilot, grabbed it. I was like. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> it's a very happy story. We hugged and cried a little bit, and it was like the sweetest moment ever. Um, the photographers got pictures of it. Um, Josh and Olivia got some videos, and you know they they were emotional too, and and uh, it was a really sweet moment. Yeah, um, the pictures are actually insane. It looks like we're in Hawaii. Like it's so crazy. So shout out our photographer Mo, crushed it, amazing pictures, and 
it was like such just an absolutely amazing day shout out josh and olivia for also being like so amazing for just orchestrating all of that and like doing such a great job hiding it also olivia like she should get so much credit because that girl i she's like my best friend and i talked talk to her all the time the fact she was able to like hide that all that was going down was really impressive so our friends we have great friends and i'm very thankful for them and i'm very thankful for you so yeah that was a great story and i want to quickly answer a couple more questions that you guys actually had for us um and we're gonna okay one of the questions is how to rebond after having relationship troubles so just like rapid fire answers like what is something that we do whenever we're having issues or have a fight or something to like love each other again and rebond i think for some people it takes longer for them to process things me like I'm just wired to process things very fast, like in the moment from, from like a survival standpoint, like wall street, you kind of just have to process intense information very fast. Like when a trade is coming. Um, so I learned how to do that with my emotions, blessing and a curse. Um, because Callie takes longer to process things. So I think the best thing is just like asking the Lord, like what, what do you want me to say here? Because honestly, that's been the best conversations I've had with Callie, especially in, in conflict is like conversing with God, like, God, what do you want me to say? Because yeah. a lot of the times it's a lot cooler than what I would naturally respond. Yeah, I definitely think too, like in conflict, it's really easy to be on defense. And especially when it comes down to like feeling like maybe you're right and the other person's wrong. And something that's really helped us in the midst of fights and arguments is instead of feeling so separate being like we're on the same team here and for a while it was like anytime we'd fight I in my mind I'd be like oh my gosh is this it like maybe we're not meant to be like maybe there's something wrong with our relationship and learning that literally everybody has conflict like even the most healthy relationships out there are going to run into conflict like that's just part of life everyone goes through stuff everyone has different emotions everyone has different things happen like that's just literally part of life so just because you have conflict does not mean that your relationship's falling apart and i think having that understanding is a lot healthier than having the expectation that your relationship has to be perfect 24 7 so i think having that mindset has helped a lot because instead of trying to like weirdly like fight against each other it's like okay we clearly have this like differing opinion or something's been wrong like how do we fix this together and that togetherness is really important because in the day when you're in a couple you're on a team so keeping god in the center of it all is really 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 important and also making sure that you're working together not against each other and i think that's also forgiveness is key literally so so key not holding grudges against each other and forgiveness is literally just like the other person doesn't have to apologize for you to forgive them. Like it can be literally you just forgiving them and releasing that burden that you've been carrying of having that bitterness. So that's been really, really helpful as well. Another question that one of you guys asked was, did you have any idea that the engagement was coming or was it a complete surprise? Two people actually asked the exact same question, which is really funny. Um, I definitely had a feeling it was coming. I knew the timeline and on the day I was very like, I definitely had a feeling so but I also had a feeling about other days too I definitely I had a very strong feeling that day so it wasn't a total surprise but it definitely was a surprise which was really cool another question is how to set boundaries do you have any tips on that 
Oh yeah, that could be an entire podcast episode itself. How to set how to set boundaries. Um, so keep your love on is a book that I've recommended in a previous podcast. If you haven't checked it out, I would definitely check it out. It's called Keep Your Love On by Danny Silk, and that has probably been the most empowering book that I've read. Um, that's like written in modern times, and there's a whole chapter on boundaries. One example that really stuck out to me is um there's a guy and his wife and the husband would let a friend you know borrow his car because his friend was having car troubles and then um you know ultimately the guy had no boundaries in place and like the wife needed the car for the kids and and all this stuff but you know he's he's doing this nice thing for this friend um ultimately it's like who are you letting in your inner innermost circles right so in the very center um, is you and God. One level out, it's you and your partner. Another level out, it's you and like your three closest friends, maybe your mom, your dad, um, your sibling. Out another layer is maybe 15 to 30 people, like really close friends um, or, or family members. And then everyone else in the world is outside of that layer. Um, and based on the degree of closeness to you, that's how much time, um, you should be allocating or or resources you should be allocating, emotional energy you should be allocating to someone. So if there's a stranger that asks me, Hey, like, I need your advice on this right now. Um, can you help me? I will say, you know, I can help you in a few days if you want to like schedule a call but I'm not going to go out of my way immediately. If my mom asks, Hey, I need this. I need help with this right now. I'll say, okay, like, can we call later tonight? If Callie's like, Hey, I need help with this right now. I'm like, okay, I'm dropping everything. How can I help? So yeah, if you haven't read it, read, keep your love on. It's way better at explaining this than I am. Um, but that's just one way. Yeah, I think also too, I mean, I've really run into having to set boundaries just with what I do on social media because I am DMing people a lot of the day, people that I don't actually know in person. And as much as I want to respond to every single DM that ever comes my way, like it makes me sad that I truly just don't have the capacity to. I have to give myself boundaries with it and I have to be like, okay, I'm going to do this for 15 minutes today. And if I feel like I'm responding to messages and I'm getting worn down and I feel exhausted, like I ha- I'll step away because protecting your energy is really important. And even with like texting people who are in my life actively, like my friends, my family, sometimes I have to just go cold turkey for a day or I have to not respond to every single person all the time or hop on a call for a couple hours. Like it has, you have to be like protective of your energy. And if you know that having a call with someone for an hour is going to drain you past your limit, like set that boundary and maybe tell that person, Hey, I can call for like 10 minutes. I can't talk for that long and just be very firm with that because it's not in the day, like protecting your energy, setting boundaries isn't selfish and it can come across as selfish, but actually it's pretty selfless because when you are able to keep your cup full, you're going to have more to give and you're going to be able to give to yourself. You're going to give to other people. And if you push yourself past your limit all the time, you're going to lead to burnout. You're going to be exhausted and you may not be the best version of you and be able to be patient and have self-control and be able to love to the fullest. 
So I always reference Jesus. I always look to Jesus as a great example for pretty much every single thing in life. And something that's really stuck out to me lately is, I think I read this yesterday, was Jesus would retreat to solitary places, spend time with God. So I look to Jesus for everything. And literally the fact that Jesus would take time to be in solitude and he wasn't always pouring out to everyone. He would also take time to fill his own cup and spend time with the Lord. That's pretty cool to me. So that's an example that I live by. And that's my reminder to protect your energy. Make sure that you also are keeping your own cup full and your own battery full. So the next question I have is how, okay, did you guys know, how do you know that you're the one for each other? Oh, I knew. I just, I just always knew. I mean, deep down, I have a video from years ago, you guys, like when we were only friends and I literally said, I am going to marry John Gwale and it's so funny because I always had this like deep feeling and I'd always be like, why is this, why is John always, like, why is he still in my mind? Like, and it's so funny because I didn't believe that I would be able to know if someone was the right person because in other relationships, I always had a weird like doubt about it. Even as amazing as the person was I was with, like I literally still just wasn't sure. But with John, I've always known. Even before we were together, I had this like little weird feeling. So point of the story is I don't think there's going to be a doubt. I, I mean, there could be a doubt, but I think you're going to know deep down if someone's right or wrong. Deep, deep down, you're going to be able to feel it. So that's my take on it. Anything else? Tell me about longboarding. Tell you about longboarding? What do you want to know? How are you liking it? <laughs> that's like a big shift um i love it it's it's been exciting um i am learning how to longboard around the neighborhood and we longboarded and no you're walking at axel and i was longboarding ahead of you you guys i go so slow like it's painful and we came across a fight it was some longboarding drama <laughs> But anyways, it's been it's been great. It's been fun overcoming my fears because I'm I'm very new to this. It's fun being a beginner again. I love it. Callie's wanted to start longboarding for I don't know a few months now. I think since we went to California in November and kind of got the longboard vibes. Um, she's she's got the bug for it. So um, I also taught her how to ride a longboard in like early October yeah. um, while we were at my family's property in texas and she just loved it she liked the the vibes of like the surfer vibes kind of the skater vibes i want to be a surfer girl that's my goal and yeah she picked it up really fast and <laughs> we were in a zoomies um because my i needed new trucks on my longboard because we were gonna like i was gonna longboard and she was gonna roller skate and then i got new trucks and she ended up buying a longboard from zoomies I was testing them out for fun and it felt so good. I was like, this longboard's it. Like, I love it. It was a very spontaneous decision to purchase longboard. Yeah. So she got it and she rode it that day. And then we took it out the next day together. And yeah, she's been crushing it. We did like several miles, probably like six to eight miles on our second day. And she was going, you know, almost as fast as me. I thought I was going to die. 
but it was so fun it was so fun so anyways overcome your fears go do the thing that's scaring you because it's so worth it one more question shifting back shifting back to the (laughs) the stuff where do you see yourselves in 10 years john guali where do you see yourself in 10 years i see myself in 10 years being with callie still um with at least one other dog in addition to axel um maybe having some children with you callie um and i don't know being surrounded by my closest friends whether that's forcing them to move here or just slowly or just slowly convincing them force my friends to move here (laughs) but you know having friends close by is really important to me um and maybe even convincing some family to move down here because honestly florida's paradise yeah it's paradise so hopefully i'm still in florida or maybe you know in the mountains um we have a second home or something you can't surf in the mountains you can snowboard. <laughs> it's not surfing. There's backpacking. There's snowboarding, hiking, all the good things. Yeah. Um, I think I see myself in 10 years having surfer children. Like, you know, like the surfer vibe kids, like the bleach. But like that wouldn't happen because we both have brown hair. Like they're not going to have flowy blonde hair. <laughs> I'm a fake blonde for anyone wondering. But anyways jokes aside i think i definitely like really want to have a family i would love that so much also i would love to just continue like you know life is one of those things where i could have predicted where i'd be 10 years ago and i would be totally wrong so like i can make all the predictions in the world of where i hope to be but honestly i just deep down like I think the things that really bring me the most joy in life is the people who are around me. So I hope in 10 years that I'm surrounded by just lifelong friends and surrounded by family and also just doing the things, living a slow lifestyle, doing the things that really just make me feel alive. And swimming in the ocean is one of those things that makes me feel really alive. So hopefully I'll be really good at surfing and longboarding and also just i don't know just following what god has in store for us and doing pilates hopefully (laughs) hopefully that's why studio will be like an empire at that time but we shall see what's to come for all of this all of these things but um anyways to just end this episode off thank you so much for listening and if you ever have any questions about anything topic requests things you want to talk about guests you want to have on the show let me know hit me up on instagram my podcast instagram is healthy but human pod and then my regular instagram is i'm sweaty and i know it and also i have a pilates studio where i do monthly challenges we have an april challenge coming out really soon so check it out it's called sweaty studio and that's about it leave a nice review if you love this episode share on your stories tag me it makes me so happy seeing you guys listen to the show and also go follow john on instagram john guali john guali but yeah i hope you guys love the show and hope you have the best day ever keep shining keeping amazing just know that you are where you are for a reason as cliche as that sounds your struggles will eventually turn into your strengths and if you're feeling down today if you're feeling amazing just know that life moves in waves and the light will be brighter and you will get through this so 
you're amazing. You're special you're here for a reason. And I will see you next week. Have the best day and stay sweaty and keeping healthy, but still human. Bye guys. Bye guys. Bye guys. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.